Sev, episode the one I've just said in this in the intro. Thanks for making it through the intro. Now, this is an episode like our traditional ones. I'm here with Emily Moment, the voice actor and genius. And we're in Ramsgate. Now, the Ramblin' Ramsgate episode wasn't our biggest hit. <laughs> and the episodes that just me and you do, statistics-wise, aren't our biggest hits either. Know, but they're my I favorites. know that. I know that, which is why I try and stay off of it. But the episode where we did the TV review is a big hit. Why do you think that is? I don't know, but welcome, everyone, to later in this episode anyway, the Lockdown TV Review 2. Well, it's not locked down. The TV review, too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So we've got some big announcements. That's why I'm doing this episode. After this episode, we've got the second part of um, gigs with my dad. We're going to do the 70s. It's already been recorded. But we're here in Ramsgate, and it, the, the time is June 2021. I hope it's not too windy, although I know there will be wind in this segment. Do you think the listeners can handle it? Wind and children screaming and airplanes. Sound of the are you ocean. irritated? No, you not, no, not at all. No, it's very relaxing What's, to be here. But yeah. I think What's good about being out is that if you spend your life online and that, everyone's gorgeous, but they're not in real life, are they? <laughs> <We've seen> that. <laughs> There's a lot of not gorgeous people around us. Yeah. Yeah. People are irritated by their kids. Yeah. People walk into people because they're looking at a phone. Well, also we're whilst here whilst walking through King's Cross Tube Station. We're here on the day of a very big football game where people are, you know, dressed fairly poorly and out to get as drunk as they possibly can. So we would maybe like to have a place in Margate, uh, Ramsgate. Sorry, where are we? Ramsgate. And uh, I don't want this to put us off because this is obviously a big English day. There's people, you know, and we've been in lockdown for a year. Yeah. So people, and the sun is actually shining. I know. Well, not even a threat of rain. This is a different experience, though, because obviously our first experience of Ramsgate, apart from the fact we'd never been here before, it was still kind of during lockdown. And now this is, you know, things are opened up again. Everyone else on the train had the same idea as us. It was going to be 80 degrees in London. So the train was full. And it's like 69 or 70 here. It's very pleasant. And, and we know our way around. And we know our way around We've already now. been to the Little Ship Cafe. Yep. Congrats to them. It's great muscles, great lunch. That's great. And what fact did you learn about the f- first owner of the restaurant? Um, a guy who owned the restaurant was a veteran who'd been on the Titanic. He was a survivor. And he'd been on two other ships that yeah, sank. But he wasn't just a survivor. Didn't they say he was the highest ranking survivor? Um, he was a seaman. Well, I thought they meant like highest member, like highest ranking member on the ship, like as in worked on the ship. Yeah, big, a big cheese. Yeah, yeah. And he helped with the evacuation of of Dunkirk, right? Big oh, he was involved in Dunkirk as well. Yeah. Anyway, one of the purposes of this episode is to do some announcements. What do you think about this, Emily? How do you feel about this? Well, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. So. No, it's not. It's just part of this episode. And the thing is about us, we met. 12 years ago nearly in January we've been married for 10 years in December we've been doing the Mahoney in the Moment band for 10 years already but September in 2011 is when we released our Mahoney in the Moment album and we've created a lot of stuff together and now it's just another thing we're creating but we are creating a child yeah We're not sure about announcing this in any way, but I love my loyal followers of the Bevel Step, and they can listen to this and learn that about us without coming to hang out of us this summer, which most people aren't going to, because <laughs> yeah. everyone's kind of given up socialising. But that's our big news. We're having a baby due in December. Feel weird about that? Sorry. A little bit. Or maybe this could be bullshit. Maybe it could be a joke. 
Or maybe the only people who are going to listen to this are the ones who already know. Yeah, so that's good. It's not a big deal. Yeah, we're not hiding it, but we're not broad. It's not a performance. Anyway, so we're doing that. And um, I was going to do a segment on the train, but we sat next to the toilets and I didn't want to announce the arrival of our child on Earth this December whilst next to uh, a toilet on the way to Kent. And if he or she is listening to this in 20 years' time, uh, you know... Isn't that weird? Thank me later. Isn't that weird that some... They won't be interested in my <laughs> rambling, but they might hear it when they're you feeling would... morbid about me, if your parents, when I'm ill. If your parents had done some kind of recording, you know, when they were yeah. about to have I you... I think there's some videos. The good thing about um, reproducing as well for us is that, as we've seen so far today, any old knuckle-dragging Neanderthal idiot can reproduce. So I don't see it as and that... Yeah, mostly do. So I want to create more Emily Moments because Emily Moment is a magnificent addition to humanity. You're a magic person. And also, neither of us have, you know, big noses or ears. So I think we're good. You've got good skin. Be a good-looking child. This child will be good-looking. And if it's not, I don't know, what are we going to do if it's not? What are we going to do if he's listening? We're going to have to cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. Maybe, well, we're going to have to instill good... Yeah, but we won't even know. We're going to have to instill... We might not. We're gonna have to instill good dress sense because you can get away with not necessarily being that attractive if you've got shit loads of style i think yeah it's tough but i'm hoping that people born at the end of 2021 might not be um people that are you know filming themselves all the time and putting it on the internet yeah, or do you think so. they will be no i don't think they will i think that it will be something else something we maybe can't even see yet like something we can't visualize however it's going to morph but no i don't think it'll be what it is now i think that will look very strange people doing selfies and things like that in a couple of years well as we both noticed whilst we're sitting outside the toilets there was a guy waiting for the toilet filming the train the landscape going by and i thought that summed up the whole um social media stories thing quite well in that He's next to a toilet on a train to Kent that stank pretty bad and it was covered in piss when you went in the toilet. And he's filming the landscape like he's on the French Riviera or it's something. completely basic landscape as well. It wasn't even like a beautiful... I would have understood it if we were going by the ocean or something. I honestly don't think people even think about it. I think it's so it's ingrained. Yeah, it's so like that it's part of your day to do a post like that. And I have to shut up about it because that's just the way life is. Maybe that makes us like, I don't know... I don't want to be holier. Well, I know it doesn't help, though, from um, certain an analysis of behaviours. Yeah. To feel the prang of, like, I have to show someone else this to make myself look better or whatever it is. So we've got good news. Other things we're doing. Emily's got a gig for the album The Party's Over. I do. Yeah, it's on uh, the 4th of August. Doors at 7.30. Advanced tickets discounted are now available. for. Very cheap as well for three great yeah, hours. very cheap. Considering... It's at the Lexington in Islington, and most gigs there are like, I don't know, 15 pounds or something, 20 pounds. And that's the Lexington in Islington, so don't turn up to the Islington in Lexington. Oh, well, now you've just confused them. Oh, wow, he just soaked me somehow. Oh, that's a super soaker. Accidentally got me. That's okay. It's quite refreshing. It's going to be a great gig. Uh, support from Golden Spike and Dan Raza. It's the first gig we're doing. We're do- we haven't done. I haven't done any streaming anything for this record. No bedroom so. performances. Nothing. Nothing. Just not that anyone's seen anyway. Computer. <laughs> yeah. Also, Mahoney in the moment to celebrate the ten years are going to do a release in September of an album called Ten. Yeah, ten. Ten songs for ten years, the best of on vinyl and all that stuff, and we're going to do a release gig for that as well. Yeah. We've got a lot to. Uh... Jesus. Who is that? This is an unlikely flight guard announcement. Just remind awesomers to swim between the two red and yellow flags. That's awesomers between the two red and yellow flags. Thank you. And you got to keep your mask on. So now you know, kids, we're really here. Huh? Um. So that's that's another announcement. And um, we're now going to play a song. We'll be back in a minute. What song are you into at the moment? Or um, tough, isn't it? See what in a song bit. is very evocative of like summertime and ocean and beach and that? Here's a song by someone we know who's got some new music out. Shane Patrick, who I'm going to interview on here in a couple of weeks. It's the songs about being on the waves. What does everyone at home do when you both want to go in the sea? What do you do with your wallets and phones? I know. Do you just trust? I mean, I don't know these people around us, but I'm not. I don't want to live in fear. 
But everyone's got to do it, right? These people are all going. We'll go one at a time at first, shall we? I've got a hundred dollars in cash here. You do not. It's a shame we're in England. Um, okay, so see you in a bit here, Shane Patrick. Bonjour. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. That was Shane Patrick, a musician and actor. He's just starred in a few big hit TV shows like Blue Bloods. He's in the season finale of it as the bad guy. Pretty good, Shane Patrick. As you can tell, we're not in Ramsgate anymore. It was short-lived. So we realised we didn't have as much time as we thought we had and we went to a nice little chav pub with music blasting out of it and it seemed like a good time. We grabbed a table that wasn't in front of the pub and we thought would be more discreet but then we ended up at the front of the pub. And after the water I changed into my spare t-shirt for the day which is a Gordon Ramsay t-shirt that says Where's the lamb sauce all over it? Where's the lamb sauce? So basically, if we'd have stayed in Ramsgate for another few hours, just celebrating our lives, I would reckon I'd have been very popular in the town. A lot of people were looking, right, and making conversation. Yes, great, thanks. I'm just looking. That guy was actually shouting. He wanted my attention. But what else do you say when you go, it's raw? He brings that pissing over, and the big surprise is the fucking bass is fucking raw! Do I want to get into that? I don't know. Well, I think he ran out of quotes, which is why he moved on to talking about something else. And you weren't giving him any air. You're cooking in a burnt pan, you fucking dick! People do want to engage with you, which they don't hear. Like, yeah. you can tell people do want to speak to you, or will look just look at you and say something. wonder what stage of allergy we're in at the moment where people sneezing, it sounds like a dog barking. <laughs> or is that just Hampstead? Or is that just this bag bowl? It's very leafy around here, I think that's... It's hard on all of us. Yeah. Well, they're dropping the cutlery and everything. Jesus, England play today. People are quite drunk. For the first time, well, probably not the first time, but this is a new feature. Here is the Sam Beer joke of the month. What do you call a uh, midget fortune teller who has just escaped from jail? Hmm. What? A small medium at large. Ah! Thank you. See you next month. So there we go. The legend Sam Beer. He's starting his studio Sam Beer Sound soon. And do you think 
the listeners will want us to elaborate any further on these bombshells we dropped in the first segment. No. And you don't want to say anything else. I think we covered it. I mean, it's a big thing doing a greatest hits album. <laughs> Welcome. <clears throat> so we're here in <laughs> we're here in a flat again. We're no longer in Ramsgate, but welcome. Well, actually, I've got some other things to do, Emily. Um, before we do this, it's very hot. Obviously, we're in the heat wave here in um, mid June twenty twenty one. I'm doing that thing where I'm actually wearing underpants as shorts because it's so hot, and Emily's pregnant as we've revealed. So it's quite difficult conditions, but we're getting it done. They're boxers, so so yeah, yeah. So it's not yeah. I, I just took the bins out and I didn't go down in my pants, but they are pants. Well, since we've been in Ramsgate yesterday, I had an eye appointment in Moorfields Eye Hospital, which was interesting. I won't give you all the details here, but it was quite comedic for me because what's interesting about Moorfields Eye Hospital is where you have the operations is on the third floor, and it's quite difficult to get to, and there's different sets of lifts, and I found myself in the service lift and stuff like that, and I can see. And then also when I came out, when I'd had my little procedure, I didn't have an eye transplant or anything or eye removal, um, but there was something else. The listeners don't need to hear. But it's very hard to get out of Moorfields, and I was almost going to do a podcast segment about this. There's no zebra crossing, there's no lights outside, and it's just a bit of a comedic Kirby enthusiasm type thing. So that happened yesterday. And the next segment I want to do, Emily, is about the trivia. Here we go. Right, so how do you feel about this segment? I don't know what this segment is. This segment is interesting fact trivia from Twitter. So there's a thread that a guy did a couple of days ago. They got 3,000 responses. And it's basically he was asking Twitter, does anybody have any interesting facts that he can tell his children before bedtime? So I'm going to read you five and then we can maybe discuss them. Right, well, just... To qualify this, we don't know that these are actually facts. These are just things that people have said on Twitter. So they're, they're not fact-checked or anything. They're not fact-checked. So the first one I'm going to read is by me. And it's not actually for his kids, really. But I just said, for movie fans, Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. I think that's a good fact. That's my favourite fact. But those kids, if they're seven or eight, they don't really care about that. But I think the listeners might enjoy that fact. He was born Michael Douglas, but that name was taken. If you became the next Michael Douglas, there is no other Emily moment, is there? Well, when you register as an actor with SAG or with the unions or whatever, you have to pick a name, essentially. And if your given name already exists in the union, then, yeah, you have to pick something else. You don't have a choice. So I I imagine that's why he had to change it. Hmm. And he's in the new Batman where he plays old Batman. I like that. Let's reference the films that have already made rather than reboot them. Okay, the plastic tags on bread bags indicate the day on which the bread was baked. So if you look at, if you're in the kitchen, listeners, and you look at your bread, that kind of weird tag with the sort of butterfly shaped hole in the middle, if it's blue, it was baked on a Monday, green, a Tuesday. So no bread is baked on Wednesday, it looks like. Thursday's red. Friday's white, Saturday's yellow. If you look at the comments, there's explanations about the Wednesdays, but also I think that the color code is not universal. I think it's different in different countries. So that's if you've got UK children. <laughs> um, I think it might have even been in Canada or something. Okay, David Jerlink, that's not really relevant for the world and maybe that guy's kids, but still a good fact. Another guy, Philip Gurevich, all these people seem to have weird names that have facts. Bananas are berries. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one for kids. Yeah. Banana's an interesting fruit, isn't it? Because it has its own case. If you eat half of it, it's good for you. But if you've got IBS and you eat a whole one, that's bad for you, apparently. Yeah. This is a good one, okay? Amanda Becker, well done. She's got a blue tick. What's sad about social media, Twitter in particular, is that you gravitate towards a blue tick. It's like it's there to grab your eye. But everybody's equal, in my eyes, anyway. Cats only meow at humans, not other cats, because they're mimicking what we sound like to them bullshit that's fucking amazing no way that there's no way that's true I, I bet if you look at the comments underneath that there are people saying that's absolutely bullshit yeah but who is amanda becker let's see 
She's the Washington correspondent for Reuters, or Reuters, whatever it's called. Carlton J. Wilkinson replies going, cats also think we are cats, just really big ones. We can't prove that. Cats are fucking rubbish as well, if you're listening, by the way. Fuck that. You picked a, a cat piece of trivia as your favourite one. Okay, last one. Sharks as a species are older than trees as a species. There were sharks swimming around the planet before any trees. Yeah, that's probably true. That's amazing. That's Drew Phillip. Thanks, Drew. So Spielberg, when he, wrote, when he did the film Jaws and ruined their PR... They'd already been around a while, so they probably think, oh, fuck these humans. Same with, like, cockroaches and turtles and stuff, right? They've been around since the beginning of time. Yeah, like turtles and lizards and that. They are dinosaurs, really, aren't they? Yeah. That's how we know what they look like. Um, so, yeah. That's that segment. Um, if you have any questions about that, write in mahoneyinthemoment at gmail.com. Right, now, at long last, welcome everyone to the TV Review 2. Now, we've been watching a lot of TV the past year, and um, it's something to talk about because the other episode of TV Review did very well. It got, like, double the, the listeners we usually get. So I don't know why. Could we, should, should we be TV reviewers? No, I just... Did people actually... Listen? Can you see if they listened to the whole thing? I think it was, like, a shared experience. Everyone at that moment... TV was the only thing you could do at that time we were all in lockdown but we have been doing tv but that by that juncture i suppose me doing this episode means that you know be here now is the best oasis album or you know phil collins is the best solo singer so maybe i shouldn't be doing this but i've we've watched a lot of shows and when i listed them it made me realize so we've just watched one that we haven't discussed before which is 30 rock We're on season five, episode 11. It says five here. Yeah, we're on season five. So what's your, what do you think are the best things about the show and the worst things and how do you feel about it? Well, I'm saying for, I think you should say first because you, you have more opinions about this show. Alec Baldwin's great, great comedy actor. The show could be a stage show with just Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey. I'm not bothered about Tracy Jordan and that. I feel like he could be a guest like every few episodes. Same with um, Jane Krakowski and the butler guy. But, you know, I suppose they need to fill up the time. I enjoy the the celebrity guests. I think they should have people like Matt Damon and uh, Jennifer Aniston revolving and they appear at every series, maybe. But obviously that's not always possible. But um, that's what I think about it. It's a nice six and a half out of ten show which is good for while we're eating where again like we said in the previous TV review nothing vulgar is going to happen no one's going to puke or get raped or get their head cut off yeah i watched it <clears throat> that's a voice actor as well listeners that costs the company like two quid just to hear that noise <laughs> i watched it when it was originally on so i'm re-watching it again with you and i just it's so you've seen it all of it that we're watching yeah you know that though i didn't know that you had a lot of time in your hands in your 20s but it was just, it's the kind of thing you put on when you, like, come home from work and you, like, want to eat something or whatever. And it's it's just on. It's an easy show to just watch and not really have to think about. And it is funny. And I But I agree watching the second time around. I don't know if I realized how kind of silly it is the first time around. But watching it with you and through your eyes, I do see how much of it is. Wow. We just eating, if you heard that. Sorry about that. And you're having a go at me? Yeah, we're both for this. <laughs> but totally enjoyable, I think. I enjoy watching her and him. They have good chemistry. Alfredo, 2 p.m.? I'm not dressed for that. You're dressed for Burger King. Should we make it Burger King? All right. So the main show we've been watching this year in the year 2021 is The Startup. Would you say? Yeah. So I hate startups. I hate the idea of it. I hate that most companies call themselves startups. So I'm very surprised that I clicked it on. I think I was sold by Martin Freeman and the fella out of the OC. Who's that, Adam something? Brody. Adam Brody. So the first episode I thought was a bit dodge and I wasn't convinced by Martin Freeman's English accent. But then in that, you know, the two, three, four episodes of season one was really good. 
American accent. Well, you watched yeah. the first episode while I was doing something else, while I was just sitting at the table, and I wasn't really paying attention. So I was only kind of watching out of the corner of my eye. And then I sat down with you to watch the second episode. Mm. And then I think from then is when it kind of clicked in. Because the first one, yeah, I agree. Martin Freeman, I wasn't sold on. He's supposed to be intimidating and he's like four foot two and a cheeky guy. Like, I mean, you know, I feel like I could have played Tim in the office. And when he gets to still do that kind of mm, face pulling, ironic comedy stuff, he still does it in the show. And does it well. But him as a threatening guy was a challenge for him. Well, I agree. He's better at the comedy. But you think he's probably a dick in real life, right? Well, if he's a huge Paul Weller and Bruce Springsteen fan like me, I doubt that I'd not get on with him. He's just a very, very salty guy, I reckon. Mm. But I don't know him. You passed him in the street. What did you? What was your vibe? He was with his mistress or whatever? He was. I think he's with her now, permanently. Okay. He probably won't listen to this. <clears throat> so the actual show. Yeah. So, Eddie Gathegi as Ronald Dacey. He's great. He's excellent. I think he's part of actually what drives the show through the series because he's one of the more compelling characters. Working class man from the hood. And then Mara Marrero as Izzy, who's like the genius developer with a bad temperament. Mm-hmm. This show is actually old. It was on from 2016 for a couple of years and had three seasons and it was part of something called Crackle, which was a temporary, some weird American service. Um, and then it got moved onto Netflix. So it doesn't look like it's getting renewed. I think we started watching it on Amazon and then it got picked up by Netflix, right? Yeah. I mean, they're all, all these shows are spread out all over the place now. But I, we hadn't even ever heard of it before until this year, until you just decided to start watching it. As it progresses, Ron Perlman's in it and Mira Sorvino. How do you feel about seasons? Season one, probably the best? Season one's probably the best. I'm trying to put you ideas in your head, but... No, season one probably is the best. Season two, there's development. Mm. I think you felt like it maybe got a little bit flat in season three or didn't resolve properly or believably enough. Last year, we watched three seasons of Ozark in the summer this year we've watched three seasons of startup and i think overall the show's stronger till the end whereas ozark i thought became a bit of a farce in season three i'd recommend it though i think it's well acted i think it's there's enough twists and turns it's kind of there's some of the violence is a bit too much is it yeah and talking of violence let's move on to quarry show based in like 1971 with a vietnam vet who comes back to memphis and ends up working as a hitman so that's very violent but also great music and what do you think of that show loved it uh it was stylish i loved that it had a cast of actors which most of which we'd never really seen in anything before and were really talented and well cast apart from that guy from Mozart, um, who you didn't like at first. The guy who speaks with a real such accent, you can hear what he says. So, I'm, listeners, if you've seen Ozark, I'm talking about the fellow with the beard who, who has the heroin field, and he's in this. And I can't understand what he's fucking saying, you know? And I used to work in bars with people drunk, talking all kinds of accents. I mean, I can, but I don't think it's good enough for a show. I think he has a thicker accent in Ozark, though. I don't think it was so bad in this. Oh, damn, boy. It's just, I don't know, it takes me out of it. I'm offering you the chance to make real money. Right here at home, doing what you did for Cracker Jacks overseas. Prevent the spread of communism? <laughs> mm, you can research a lot about a man, but you can't research the sense of humor. But yeah, the, the main actor is good who is Logan Marshall Green. Do you know him? He's in 24 in the OC. No, I don't remember recall ever seeing him before. Good-looking fellow and thin, and so's the lead lady. The music's amazing, so it's got loads of blues and soul. And it's got loads of uh, Al Green and Van Morris and stuff like that. So we recommend that? Absolutely, and I think it's a unique, it's a unique concept as well, right? And every show now is based in the 80s or 60s or 70s or even 90s. And this is authentically there. Yeah. I believe it. Whereas in Red Oaks, which we'll talk about in a minute, I don't believe they're in the 80s for one second. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Mm. 
Welcome to Red Oaks. Come on down and play around. We're here to serve you. So this is an attempt at a teen comedy set in the 80s with a bunch of sort of teenagers and their parents messing about in a sports club in Long Island. So this has Paul Reiser in it. This is not my locker. Gina Gershon and it's got loads of young actors. Uh, oh, um, Jennifer Grey's in this post nose job. Right. Dance with me. We're here. Kind of okay. It's, it's, it's like 30 Rock and it's, we watch it while we're eating and stuff like that. Pretty people, flirting, well, you know. it's not like 30 Rock at all. Well, it's in that it's light. It's below average. And Shit. It's... So you're not liking it. No, I haven't really enjoyed any of and it. We but finished we... season two, so we're aborting this show? We were in a, I feel like we were in a gap. The shows have run out now, right? Like, mm. we had an abundance of shows during lockdown and then a few things that had been on hold that then got released. But shit hasn't been able to get made properly over the last year and a half. And the stuff that has is being held for the autumn. So, what are you looking forward to returning? Uh, all the shows I've probably mentioned before. Succession, Barry. Even shows that we've now started during lockdown, like, you know, the morning show or something. The morning show, I'm looking forward to that coming back. Oh, and I'm looking forward to... There's going to be a show based off of a podcast I listened to with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, and I think that's going to be great, The Shrink Next Door. And the thing we're watching at the moment, Mad Dogs. So this is a show we're in now, talking about earlier. We don't know what's going to happen, so this is about sort of five guys who go to visit their old friend in Belize is that where they are and I was intrigued because it has Michael Imperioli the return of Christopher Moltisanti it has Ben Chaplin from Game On being an American it has Romany Malco Steve Zahn Phil Davis the British guy who's in Quadrophenia and stuff Mark Povinelli who is the cat quite Good as it goes on, I didn't like the first episode. A lot of things are predictable now because we've seen a lot, though. There was a shocking event at the end of the first episode, which I predicted happening. Any feedback about Mad Dogs? I would say you could stick with it after the first episode. We were concerned that it was going to be similar to that movie that we hated, right? Yeah, what when they all kill themselves with uh, Robert Downey Jr. It's not worth looking at. Yeah, it feels like that. <laughs> we don't even know what it's called. It feels like that when it starts. Um, but it does go somewhere okay. Is it compelling enough? Like, I mean, you know, it's got like a little bit of humor, I guess. It's got some interesting visuals. I'm in it now. I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, it's not groundbreaking. Now, in the first um, TV review, it was very off the cuff, and I didn't even think about the biggest shows. But the two biggest shows for me, Succession Level and Barry Level, are The Deuce and Cobra Kai. We've not discussed Cobra Kai. Okay. So let's do the deuce first. Which we finished over a year ago. Ladies and gents, it's well worth watching. This is on HBO, Sky, Now TV, whatever you watch. So this is a late 70s and early 80s based drama set in New York City. The rise of the porn industry with prostitutes and people in bars, disco, James Franco's in it playing twin brothers, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it, Emily Mead from The Leftovers. This is one of my favourite shows recently. Yeah. I think we were always really surprised as well whenever we mentioned it to anyone. No one had heard of it. Nobody else Nobody's seen it. it. No, I don't know why. And it's over now. I think there were three seasons... Yes, and it's kind of finished a couple of years ago. It finished in... Oh, it finished in 19. It was good in the way that it had so many different characters and so many different scenarios, but you didn't feel like you really needed to keep track of everyone. Everyone's character was really well fleshed out, and um, there were good story arcs. It was great music. It felt the closest thing to The Sopranos that we've watched. Yeah, and we have a you know special affinity for New York, so it was nice to see... New York in the in the 70s and 
the bar scene. Yeah, it makes you feel it's a place that you want to go. I think I preferred when it got away from the first. The first season is pretty heavy on the deaths of prostitutes. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, there's no fun going on. No. Then there's no fun going on in the last season because they're all dying of AIDS. Spoiler. But that's also, you know, it was uncomfortable because it was good performances as well, right? Like that guy's quite scary in the first season as mm. the pimp. Uh, but yeah, good acting. And Franco, I'm kind of hit or miss for, with Franco. But you didn't mind him in this. I didn't mind him in this. What's your dream? What is it about the big city that brought you here? Many when I said you could make good money in this town. The dude's ready for you. And there's a girl that looks exactly like you. Let me look her up. The woman who's going to play you in the movie <laughs> of you. I mean, surely, Margarita Lavieva. She's not as fit as you, though. But she's better than um, Natalie Portman. She's nowhere near as good as you. She's got a great body. She's like a dancer. And great hair. Yeah, the hair. It's Emily hair. hair. She lives above a bar in New York City. That's what we did. It's good. You should watch it. If you haven't watched it, The Deuce. Highly yeah. recommended. Okay, now we've opened a window so I feel better. Cobra Kai. Are you going to be sick? <laughs> Why does it look like I'm really stressed out? Yeah, I'm sweating. I'm trying to get it done. <laughs> Bonsai. Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. Johnny? I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is the guy who's ass you kicked. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. <laughs> Cobra Kai is huge, and I was one of the first people watching it on YouTube Red, all you bastards. Everyone's into it two years after I was. I was texting people going, fucking watch Cobra Kai, and people going, oh, it looks terrible. Yeah. You know, but it's amazing. And obviously the guy that plays Johnny is a huge actor now. And rightly so. And it's a redemption story. It's a feel-good show. It's a sequel to Karate Kid. Everyone that went to uni with me knows that in the last year of uni, I created my first email account, which is TerrySilver89. Now Terry Silver's going to be in season four. Now the real pain begins, Danny boy. <laughs> Crease is back. Daniel is kind of a baddie, but, you know, who runs... Elizabeth Shue came back and wasn't very good. She, you could tell that she was almost doing it as a joke. But who are you, Elizabeth Shue? It's the best thing she's done for 20 years. Anything to say about Cobra Kai? Yeah, I, was, um, I thought it was questionable when you decided to buy a subscription. I've got a T-shirt of this. Show. Yeah, who got that for you? You. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was questionable when you decided to get a premium subscription to YouTube just so we could watch a... But it also got rid of the ads of YouTube, which are getting outrageous now. So I don't mind. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm considering it again to replace Spotify. But I questioned your motivation for it. And I think when we first saw it, I thought, is this going to be cheesy? Because the youth element of it, they are trying to appeal both to the adults in their late 30s, early 40s who loved the original films, but also the next generation who could potentially get into it as well. And I thought that element of it was going to lose us. But... I'm going back for Terry Silver, though. It's clever. I'm not thinking about the kids. Johnny is undoubtedly the best thing in it. William Zabka. He's, he's, a, he's surprisingly good. and I think Win an Oscar. He surprised us from the very beginning with how good he was in it. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! And because of that, he makes all these other people i mean i can't believe how much elizabeth shoe pales in comparison to him when she's on the show mm. it was like she was like in a lifetime movie or something mm. and he was yeah in a serious film I, and you don't think that ralph macchio is as good as when he was younger no. do you know that how i'm good at this because there's a tie ralph macchio was in a deuce as well he's too self-conscious of himself now i think his acting style when he was a kid he maybe he you know it wasn't trained or something he was really off the cuff he felt really natural there was yeah. a lot of energy to him yeah and you know he's older now even if he doesn't look like it he's, quite he's 60 older. yeah i know yeah. but he doesn't have what he had then which is a shame mm. okay so that's cobra kai you've probably seen it already if you're listening oh it's fucking great it's such a feel-good show and talking to feel-good shows let's talk about motherland yeah 
Yeah. So this is on the BBC and it's a British show and it's shows like this that make me remember, oh Christ, there are some British things I like, particularly TV shows. Like I struggle a lot with British drama. Like all of my drama and action and adventurous stuff tends to be American. When we've tried these British drama series, they all feel the same and really cheesy and crap and forced. But Motherland is written by Sharon Horgan. Did The Coupling, was it? What was that show? A Catastrophe. Catastrophe. And then Graham Linehan, who wrote Father Ted's and Alan Partridge, stuff like that. Lucy Punch is in this, one of my favourites. And Anna Maxwell-Martin's amazing in it as the lead. So what about this show? You love Kunk. I had read some articles. She came to Chalk Fun Folk once. That's not her actual name, though. No. <laughs> Diane Morgan. I bet everyone calls her Philomena Kunk. Um funny name that in it phil kunk yeah i read some article that sharon because we had just watched we'd watched catastrophe and we'd, divorce we'd watched divorce and which is good as well and i saw sharon horgan has written the show um with these people in it maybe we should give it a try and i think we were pretty iffy because we're like why would we be into a show about a bunch of mothers mm. in england it sounds like it's not our speed but it is funny yeah and it's again quick you know light-hearted material it's enjoyable to watch there's a couple of seasons of it and I think there's a lot of that content out now, right? There's a bunch of shows out about mothers who are, I don't know, maybe not the perfect mothers who kind of have eye-rolling situations with their kids and the fact that they have to be mothers and still manage work and all that. I feel like there's lots of shows like that now. Do you do wine here? We do an elderflower presse. No, you've completely misunderstood me. Do I look like I've been crying? I got a bit emotional at work. What happened? I just, I just had a full-on talking to from my boss. What, is, is that good or... Sorry, is that bad? No, it's bad. It's shit. I am hanging on by a thread here. I really need some childcare. I don't have any time to find any childcare. I just need some time. Yeah, so Motherland, we recommend that. I think that's on Netflix as well. Whatever channel. They're all on the it same... Now, yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Amazon Prime has been good. We've only signed up to it this year. I don't pay for the parcel stuff, but I suppose... Could we get a pass in like 30 seconds then with Prime? 24 hours, yeah. Mm. Okay, so this time with Alan Partridge. We're big Alan Partridge fans. What do we think of this? Season two of this time. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's much of the same of the first season. It's not... I wouldn't say there are any innovations in this season. What did you think about it? I thought it was good. I thought season one was more of a realistic thing of the one show, whatever. And by the way, we need to be taking the piss out of shows like the one show. It is fucking rubbish. That stuff is over. Get rid of it. Get rid of EastEnders. Get rid of all this Holby City and all this shite. Nobody's watching it. We need new stuff. Let Alan Partridge read the news and the sport. So the lady is Susanna Fielding. She's great in it, That's I think. Good, yeah. yeah. Tim Key is in it. There's been loads of guests. Well worth watching. Um, so Motherland and Alan Partridge, the best British comedies for us. Any other? I mean, we're kind of sick of TV, are we now? But we still do it. I had to see. It's weird talking about it like this because I feel like we don't watch as much TV now as we did a well, year There's stuff ago. I haven't even covered. Jack Ryan, Our Kind of Traitor, Modern Love. I love Dick. We haven't covered yes, any of yeah, that. Yeah, I think we've watched a lot of average... Nobody edit that out and use it against me later in life. <laughs> well, I the show's it. called I Love Dick. It's like it's a trick on everyone. But that's good, actually, wasn't it? But yeah. only one season. Only one season. Why do these shows get cancelled? Why did uh, Corey get cancelled? It doesn't... Yeah. That doesn't make... You know, sometimes... Start up. There's shows that we want more of that there clearly isn't going to be. Yeah. Oh, the Friends reunion. What about that? Hello, Sailor. Oh, shit. Well, the fact that they told us beforehand that it wasn't going to be a new episode, which is what I think everyone was hoping it was going to be. Mm. Once everyone realized a week before it came out that it wasn't going to be a new episode, everyone was kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't going to be very good. And it wasn't. Mm. It was hugely disappointing. It's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, it was very... It and was, it was sad because they didn't look well, any of them. To me, it apart was, from Joey. It was like the self 
aggrandizing. It was like an award show or something, you know, like it was showbiz a, in the worst way. Yes, James Corden, loads of unnecessary celebrity, you know, interactions. What was that catwalk situation? I don't. Why did they have Justin Bieber on? Why did they? Yeah, all. I'll this, tell you why. To sell it. Yeah. To tag them in the social media posts. Justin Bieber, BTS, Lady Gaga, whoever else was there. I don't know that they had to do the script read either. I feel like, I, feel, I think it could have been done. They should have done one more episode. My idea was, okay, so if they got together for dinner at Courtney Cox's house or whatever, why didn't they just do a fictional version of that in a restaurant or something, in the coffee shop for 40 minutes? Yeah. They're meeting up with all their kids, so what? Well, they answered that question, right? They said that the writers said that they had resolved everything and that in order for them to come back, they would have to break the perfect little endings that they had and they didn't want to do that. I don't think that's true. I agree with you. They could have, there could have been other reasons that they were getting together. It's always got to be creative. So it was an exercise in nostalgia and all that. And it doesn't always work, man. Life moves forward. It's always sad. It's always, oh, weren't things better before? I don't fucking buy it, man. You think the only interesting part of it was the fact that Jennifer Aniston revealed that her and uh, Schwimmer actually had a crush on each other. Yeah. I almost and that's like why she really that. kissed him, which I, I used to think, wow, yeah. That's why people love Jennifer Aniston. She is not doing the closed mouth kiss. She is eating him for, <laughs> alive in the 90s there. And she was fit. And it's like, wow, yeah. And, you know, so they fancied each other. Yeah, I feel like they kept that under wraps. I don't think that's something that people knew about. It's not creative. It was for money. It was to launch HBO Max, wasn't it? The show. Haven't they been continuously launching HBO Max? I, th- I thought they were... Mm. I don't, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, so we're not going to end on a sour note, though. Let's talk about what's the best show we've watched since last summer. To summarise. Summer summarise. Or something. The Queen's Gambit, for me. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about that. We haven't mentioned it. It was just nice to see something that was so stylishly made with a central character that was so captivating and a unique storyline from beginning to end. I just thought it was really beautifully done. A period piece. A period piece. And also we were coming off the heels of really missing Mad Men. And I would say that that's the first thing that's felt like home again with that. Going back to the style of the 60s and the music and... Even the mood of it. Yeah, and she's like a stylish woman. It's it's only one season. Is there going to be another season of that? Well, it's from a book, isn't it? So they would have to extend the story that doesn't exist. But people want more of that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy. She's very young as well. She's from like Surrey or something, isn't she? Oh, is she English as well? The prevalence of English actors in American shows hasn't died off, has it? No. <laughs> I don't think it ever will. But that's why I like Cobra Kai, because it's full LA, 80s, everything that a lot of people love about America. So that's perfectly done. And I hope to see more shows like that, that they work for the whole family now, the dads and the kids. And it's got something for everyone. It's not horrifically violent, but it is not a great example to set to kids. But then again, nor was Karate Kid, nor was Rocky. It's not violent, though. There's just a lot of fighting in it. It's fun, friends... People falling in love, going to school, doing hobbies. I like it. Cobra Kai is your favourite show of the last year. Cobra Kai, The Deuce. Yeah, and that's it. Cobra Kai is my number one. Great. Because you, you need escapism. I don't want to be a TV critic. I don't want to be like, oh, I don't believe this person speaking with, you know, without their English accent. This is rubbish. This is only 80s because of glow and blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to be cynical. I want to be taken away. I want to have my belief dispended, suspended or whatever it is. Do you know what else I really liked that we watched? I hate Susie. I thought that was really good. There were some photos posted online. It's not me. No. I wish I was that bit. So obviously it's not your husband's. <laughs> oh, with Billy Piper. Yeah. The girl who was in it as well, the Middle Eastern girl was good, who's in Alan Partridge as well. I think it was unique as well. The way that the story was told was good. The way it was broken down. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. So how do you feel about my performance in this segment and in this episode, the TV review too? Well, you're more, yeah, caffeinated than I am. Yeah. 
I don't know that these are actual reviews of the shows, though. We're not really breaking it down or explaining it. I mean, I don't think people are actually tuning in for us to tell them about the show. And if anything, we're spoiling all of the shows as well, aren't we? No, we're saying we recommend the startup, Cobra Kai, the Deuce, I Love Susie, the Queen's Gambit, Motherland. There's a lot we do recommend, this time of Alan Partridge. We're just recommending the shows and we're recommending using Amazon Prime. I'm not caffeinated. I'm on the beer, man. We can't be. Can we really be? We can't be endorsing Amazon. Yeah, uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, we need to. He's a startup. He's done a GoFundMe. He needs a bit more money. He's flying into space. Yet he could rescue the world. What about that? It's sickening. Yeah, I think humanity is all collectively embarrassed about capitalism at this point. And like, yeah, I'm not anti-capitalism or a socialist or any other ist you want to brand at me. But that is fucking embarrassing that that man has more wealth than the whole... What is it? He, he could give everyone on, in the US like 100 grand and still his like share price wouldn't go down or something. Yeah. He's an ugly cunt. I think they said he could employ everyone in the country who's unemployed and yeah. give them a hundred. End homelessness, yeah. end COVID. It's revolting. Yes. Is there any song you want to end with that summed up the TV? I mean, it's got to be something from Cobra Kai, isn't it? Back in the game from some 80s hair metal band. Check out Cobra Kai. We'll be back next, very soon, actually. I'm going to release gigs with my dad in the 70s. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends about A Bev with Stev. This episode ah! is all over the place. Huh? This episode is all over the place. I know, this episode is... is... We're, so, we're talking in Ramsgate. Yeah. first. But that's how they used to be. It's a retro episode. You've done a trivia that has nothing to do with TV or, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> then we're talking about TV shows. It's just a bev with me hanging out. <laughs> Hop house, yeah. you, bit of a stomachache and the window open here in Hampstead. Classic. But this is how they used to be. And the fact that we're doing an episode like this, ladies and gents, means that life might be getting a bit back to normal. We were in Ramsgate. Mm-hmm. It was hot. We're having a baby and stuff. So life's not going to be that normal. Um, you don't want me talking about that, but... You've mentioned it so many times. Huh? You've mentioned it so many times. Well, I'm excited. And as I said, we need more people like Emily on Earth, so that's my job. And um, I'm going to create someone that I hope will be a good human on Earth and that we can give some teachings to and enjoy and have a good time with someone. Someone else to dance in front of the record player. Or maybe they'll hate us. Maybe they'll end us. Maybe they'll throw us off the balcony. Okay, see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. See you in Vegas. Tip your waitress. Love each other. Bye. Later. Bye. Yeah, asshole, I clicked all the buttons. I still can't find the internet.